Hey, hey, friends, welcome to season four of the Lens of Faith podcast. It's hard to believe that we're on season four already, but I'm going to start out this season with a banger. Yes, we're going to talk about money, 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 and what the Bible has to say about it in chasing success in the things of this world. So get ready for some mind-blowing revelations on money, chasing the dollar, the hustle, and what true success looks like. You know, we look at our dollar bills, and what does it say on our dollar bills? It says, in God we trust. But is that true? Do we really trust God with our future, with our finances, and with our purpose? As I was digging into God's Word and searching out the subject of money and what God has to say about money, I mean, the Bible is full of nuggets, just full of wisdom when it comes to the love of money and the chasing of the temporary successes of this world. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, it's nice to have money. You know, I try to grow my business. You know, I don't want to be without money, right? But there's a difference between wanting money to survive, to bless God's kingdom, to maybe have some nice things, and it being your main goal in life. And it being the definition of your success and your purpose on this earth. You know, if you're chasing money, God warns us of the pitfalls over and over in scripture. The Bible, which is full of basic instructions before leaving earth. You know, the Bible tells us what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? That's deep. Think about that. You can have everything that this world offers. The house, the business, the cars, fame, power, you know, all of it. You can have what they call the American dream. But when we leave this earth, we can take nothing with us. And we will all have to give account on Judgment Day. And if we are not right with God, then we will not be in eternity with Him. So don't let your goal in life be to go after the temporary, yet abandon the eternal. I would rather have just enough and live right with God than to be wealthy and lose my soul. I was having a recent conversation with my friend the other day, and we were talking about the current events of this world and all these people that have chased money, and we see their downfall and how they have walked away from God. They're separated from God, you know? They chased money and lust and the pleasures of this world. I was telling her, you know, it might actually be a blessing to not get rich because if it ultimately causes pride and distance from God, then it's not worth it. You know, only God knows how much we can handle. Only God knows what money and being rich, being wealthy, being overly successful and having everything that this world has to offer. Only he knows where it would lead us and if it would lead us to the path of destruction. You know, friends, you hear me say it all the time. God is all about our heart. All he cares about is our heart. He doesn't care if we're rich and famous and have five cars and three houses and on the beach in the country, you know, traveling the world. You know, he doesn't really care about that. What he really cares about, he knows how short life is and he has a purpose for us on this earth. And it's not to get rich, have everything and die, you know? Don't get me wrong, because God does bless certain people with a lot of money because He knows that they are going to use that money to advance His kingdom. You know, missionaries need money. I have a sister that's a missionary. I support her. You know, there's kingdom business that needs to be taken care of. And a lot of times, 
God will bless the right people with the right motives that won't get too twisted with money and success to advance his kingdom and help those that are serving him. But I tell God, you know, if getting rich, getting famous, having all those things, all the things that the world considers successful, if that turns me away from you, Lord, then I don't want it. It's not worth it. None of it is worth it. As long as God takes care of our every need, then we should be happy and content. You know, the Bible tells us godliness with contentment is of great gain. So I encourage you, friends, don't chase money, chase peace. Money can be a trap. Hustling can be a trap. The desires of this world, you know, we live in a culture where more, 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 more. How can we get the biggest, the better, the faster thing? But to be content with what we have is of great gain. You know, God tells us clearly that he will never forsake the righteous. If you're living for him and you're putting his kingdom first and his desires first, then everything else flows from that. Because really, it's God that opens up doors that no man can shut. You know, I love what I do. I love my job. I've been blessed as an entrepreneur with two businesses. So I can tell you from experience, favor takes me places that the hustle never will. I'm not telling you not to work hard and to work with excellence and strive to be successful. What I'm saying is don't let it define you. Don't let money and the temporary things of this world be your drive. But even with my businesses, when it's a slow season and I don't know where my finances are going to come from, you know, maybe I don't have things on the calendar, I have an overwhelming sense of peace knowing that God is my provider. God is my boss. He's my financer. He's my advertiser. You know, he's all that I need to be successful. And that's what he wants to be for all of us. He wants us to trust him in every area of our life. And that includes finances. I've seen far too many people of this world start out humble, but as soon as they became wealthy or had money, you know, were considered successful, they became prideful, not as close to God, and used their money for their own pleasures. I'm reminded of the story of the rich and the kingdom of God in the book of Matthew. You know, a man came up to Jesus and asked him, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus says, you know, there's no one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep my commandments. And then the man says, which ones? Jesus says, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false testimony, honor your father and mother, love your neighbor as yourself. And then the man says, well, all these I have kept. You know, what do I still lack? And Jesus answered him, Go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished. You know, God also tells us 
that the love of money is the root of all evil. Money itself is not the root of all evil, but the love of money, the chase of money, the greed aspect, right? He knows our heart. He knows what's the most important priority to us. So if you're a paper chaser, you know, if you love money, I encourage you to stop and repent and to get your heart right because it's not worth losing your soul. The Bible tells us again in 1 Timothy, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. If we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, children of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses, in the sight of God who gives life to everything. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in His own time. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our own enjoyment. Instead, command them to do good and to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will go lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in doing so have departed from the faith. And he continues with warning us that there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Well, that looks like it's happening now in our world, right? Where the world is calling evil good, things of darkness and Satan is becoming more bold, mocking God has increased, right? So these are the times we are in now. These things are happening now. You know, the Bible tells us whoever loves money never has enough. And whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. That's why God tells us, you know, godliness with contentment is of great gain. 
Being satisfied with what you have is of great gain. Not complaining for what you don't have. Thanking God daily for who He is, how He's kept you, and how He's always provided. That honors and cultivates a life that pleases the Lord. Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, speaks about wealth and money and success quite often. I like here in Proverbs 30, where it says, Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Isn't that good? It goes on to say, Better the poor whose walk is blameless than the rich whose ways are perverse. The rich are wise in their own eyes. But one who is poor and discerning sees how deluded they are. In some ways, I think, you know, it's better to be poor, you know, not to the point of having to steal, but to kind of be without, because then we live in constant humility and awareness of our need of God. Being in need oftentimes will bring us to the feet of Jesus. Whereas when I see like online, you know, I'll see on social media and stuff, these quotes, where I see self-made, you know, we're not self-made. That's a very prideful statement to say that you're self-made. I understand like you worked hard for what you have. You didn't have any other people maybe around you that made you who you are, right? But the truth is none of us are self-made. We're only on this earth right now because God created us in our mother's womb and he gave us the blessings that we have. Everything that I have is because God gave it to me. We are not self-made. We are God-made. He deserves all the credit, all the glory, and all the honor for every bit of success that we have. And when we give Him that glory, when we keep a grateful heart, we stay humble, then He'll give us more of what this world has to offer. And there won't be that stress and that anxiety in in trying to make it happen for ourselves because He's got our back. You know, we have to believe that God really has our back. He knows what's best for us. He knows what we can handle and what we can't handle. And let me tell you, friends, none of it is worth it if it causes distance between us and God. So some of us have to retrain our minds into what we think success is. If we are consumed by the ways of this world, the opinions of this world, all the, you know, social media, what's on TV, it's constantly feeding into us that we need to chase the American dream. But God is telling us to chase eternal things. Temporary things are nice, but it's the eternal things that matter and that are lasting. The temporary things will be gone like dust in the wind. You know, it's the eternal things that matter. So if you are chasing and prioritizing the temporary things of this world and not paying much attention to eternal matters, which is people, souls, or giving to the kingdom, then I encourage you to reprioritize what matters most to you. Because the grind, the hustle, the chase, 
will never be what really satisfies you. The relationships, the promotions, the material things of this world will never satisfy you. God made us intentionally with a God-shaped void that only He can fill. As many times as we try, nothing else can satisfy or fill the void that God designed in each one of us that only He can fill. You know, why is it when you look at celebrities, you know, you look at these famous people that seem to have it all, all the wealth, all the riches, everything that this world has to offer, yet they commit suicide. They give up on life, the most precious gift that God has given us. You know, they give up. It's because they found out that even after it was all said and done and they chased the money, they chased the success, the fame, the power, and they obtained everything that this world has to offer, they were still left wanting. They were still left unfulfilled, unsatisfied. Even Mick Jagger, who's not a Christian, sings a song, can't get no satisfaction. You know, he tried it all and still was left empty. We were created for eternal pleasures, not to find our satisfaction in the things of this world. We are meant for much more. We have a greater purpose, a greater calling, a greater use of our money. So if money or success or the hustle has become obsessive for you, you know, it's become a priority, maybe even an idol in your life, then I encourage you to repent and give it to God and to do different, to do better. Well, friends, that wraps up the very first episode in season four. I pray that this call to action encouraged you to be all that God has called you to be. Let us pray today. Lord God, thank you so much for your sweet, sweet conviction and your correction when it comes to what we prioritize in this life, Lord God. Forgive us if we have ever idolized the things of this world, if we have dealt with the love of money and the pride that comes with that, Lord God. We bring it to you and repent. You know, make our hearts right so that you would be our priority. You would be our focus and our drive. Help us to not chase money, but instead to chase you, eternal matters, and to chase peace. For you give us peace that passes all understanding. Even in the midst of the storms, Lord God, you are our provider. You take care of our every need, Lord God. Work on our heart, Lord God. You know exactly what you need to do in each one of our hearts, Lord God. So I pray that you would have your way. Convict us on any area in our lives that don't please you, any area that we have idolized or put anything else above you, Lord God. Convict our hearts, Lord God. Speak to us now. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for your sweet conviction. It's your kindness that brings us to repentance. And we love you, Lord. Amen. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,